Hello and welcome to Nick's Knack for Neologisms, episode 7, where we define and discuss the most amazing words in the English language. Last episode we covered bellicose, nettle, and surly, and this episode we're covering impecunious, capacious, and castigate, which, you know, just by the way those words sound, uh, you can tell that they're very cool words. I love them all. They're actually very nice. So, (laughs) let's move on to our first word. Our first word is impecunious. It is spelled I-M-P-E-C-U-N-I-O-U-S. That's impecunious. That's I-M-P-E-C-U-N-I-O-U-S. Impecunious. If you haven't already, say it with me because it's a fun word to say. Impecunious. Impecunious. It's kind of a longer word, so, you know, it might be one of those words that's kind of difficult to sort of fit into a conversation, but it's still kind of cool. And the definition, which I suppose we should get to, means having little or no money, penniless or poor. So maybe you just got done with college and you're having to pay off all your loans. You might be a little impecunious. Or, I don't know, maybe you're in college and you're like some of those people I knew who just wanted to buy pizza every freaking week. And so you're a little impecunious because of your pizza spending. Or maybe you felt like, you know what? I'm going to impecuniously take my money out of my bank head to my local casino, have a little fun, and gamble all of my money away. That is a surefire way to quickly end up impecunious. Or maybe you're not impecunious because you've invested wisely, you have multiple sources of income, and I don't know, you've got a great job or something like that, and you're just a boss, then you're definitely not impecunious. That is the word impecunious. So how do you remember this word? The way I remember it, and uh, I don't know if there's really a good way to remember it. You might have to come up with your own mnemonic for impecunious, but the way I remember it is when I see the word, it has that I-M in it, which stands for not usually. Like if you have the word measurable, something that's capable of being measured, and you put the I-M in front of it, you get immeasurable, which means that it's not capable of being measurable or measured. So when you have the word impecunious, that I-M, and then I see the P-E, impecunious, I-M-P-E-C-U-N-I-O-U-S. I think of the P-E reminds me or makes me think of a penny. So I think without a penny, if you're without a penny, you're penniless. So you're impecunious. I don't know. That's the way that I remember it anyhow. Okay, so let's move on to some online examples of the word impecunious being used in a sentence. The first example goes, the sorry appearance of his unkept house suggested the impecunious condition of the author. And the next example goes, statutory heirs may recover funeral and burial expenses only if the estate is impecunious. The next example goes, it was his own conduct, his own voluntary conduct, that placed him in his present incarcerated and impecunious position. The next example goes, we believe in equality, equality for all people, from the richest king to the most impecunious of beggars, people should be treated equally. That is the word impecunious. Remember that it just means penniless, poor, having little or no money. Impecunious. Okay, let's move on to our next word, which is capacious. This too is a fun word. If you say it, it's fun. Capacious. I think it sounds like its definition. It's spelled C-A-P-A-C-I-O-U-S. Capacious. C-A-P-A-C-I-O-U-S. C-A-P-A-C-I-O-U-S. O-U-S, capacious. 
Sounds like its definition, which means spacious or roomy, capacious. If something is capacious, it's capable of holding a lot of things. It's roomy. Or it's capable of holding much, capacious. A capacious storage bin. Okay? So my house, for instance, is not capacious at all, but my stomach is, especially after a good workout. Capacious. Um, what are some things that are capacious? Maybe a capacious mansion, a capacious football stadium, a capacious factory. I don't know. Um, if something is at capacity, then it lacks capaciousness, which is actually weird because um, when I was just doing some research on capacious, I actually thought that capacity was sort of the noun form of the word capacious, you know, because capacity, you know, it relates to how much something can hold, right? So I just thought, yeah, the noun of capacious must must be capacity, but it's actually not. It's capaciousness. I'll be darned. Isn't the English language freaking weird, I must say. So if something is at capacity, then it lacks capaciousness, for it is out of room. There's no more room. So how do you remember capaciousness or capacity? Or I mean, well, I'm even messing it all up now. How do you remember capacious? I think it's pretty easy to remember because, one, it looks like it has the word capacity in it, which most of us know. And two, Capacious just rhymes with the word spacious. So if you think that, you know, if you took out the CA of capacious, you'd have the word spacious, and capacious just means spacious, having roomy. And now you know what? This is probably getting <laughs> kind of funny because everything's just starting to rhyme now, and I think I'm about to go kind of crazy. So that's, that is capaciousness. Remember that it means capable of holding much, spacious or roomy, a capacious storage bin. So let's move on to some online, exa <laughs> online examples of the word capacious and now I think I'm having a hard time talking because of all this weird rhyming and stuff. So the first example goes, don't confine yourself to a few career choices for you will be happier with a more capacious definition of your professional identity. The second example goes, the capacious Dodge Caravan. Well, there's some like nice alliteration there, the capacious caravan. I like that. The capacious Dodge Caravan has been around for years, but recent tax and legal changes have made it more attractive. And then the next example goes, executive suites are capacious and many boast beautiful views of the city. The last example goes, we want to convert you from your own narrow views to our more, to our more capacious perspective. Ooh, I like that. I have a very capacious perspective. That's good. So capaciousness means uh, uh, capable of holding much, spacious or roomy. All right, that's capacious. And then let's move on to our last word, which is castigate. I love this word. I don't know why. I think I like it because it sounds like castrate. Castrate's an interesting word. Castrate means to remove the testicles of something. And when I think of the word castigate, I think of it as negative. And it sort of rhymes with castrate or sounds similar to castrate. And I think castigate is something negative. So it helps me remember the definition of castigate, which means to criticize or reprimand severely or to punish in order to correct. It's spelled C-A- S-T-I-G-A-T-E. That's C-A-S-T-I-G-A-T-E. Castigate. Castigate. To criticize or reprimand severely or to punish in order to correct. As I was doing this, as I found this word, I was trying to remember some times when I've been castigated. I was like, man, surely there's got to be some time when I was criticized or reprimanded severely that I can remember. Nothing really came to mind. The first thing that came to mind, I guess, uh, as it related to punishment in order to correct 
was the castigating fee that I received last year for not filing my taxes on time. It was either last year or the year before. And I don't know if the, the purpose of that fee, that penalty fee, is to castigate, but I feel like it did correct my behavior because in subsequent years, I have filed my taxes on time. So I am, I am telling you guys, you probably should, you know, if you haven't already, maybe file those taxes because the fees are pretty astronomical, especially if you just wait. It's crazy. So I felt a little castigated by the IRS when I received that, that penalty fee. Uh, let's see, castigate. What about, oh, I castigated a guy a few days ago, actually, because he was tailgating me. The funny thing is, this is kind of a funny story, because I was driving my dogs to the dog park, right? I make a left turn onto this busy street, and at the same time I'm making a left turn, there's a guy two blocks behind me that's making a left turn. I notice him just start speeding up quickly. I'm like, ah, oh, it's another one of these douchebags that's going to come and tailgate, and his big, you know, he, had, he was driving one of those white pervert vans, and he's like, tailgating me in his car. I'm just like, dude, get, get off my tail. Okay. So anyhow, I go and I make a right. He makes a right. And I'm thinking, huh, okay, that's weird. Then I make a left into the dog park. Sure enough, he makes a left in the dog park. I'm thinking, okay, either he's going to the dog park or he has beef with me or something. So we get out of the car and, uh, actually his dog was really friendly. It jumped out of the car and greeted me. And you know, then we both gave each other these wicked looks and I castigate him for tailgating me. And I asked him why he had to drive so close. He asked me why I had to drive so damn slow. <sighs> yeah, it's frustrating. I hate tailgaters, by the way. But, you know, we both gave each other castigating looks because we were, we were visually reprimanding each other, if not a little vocally. So anyhow, um, let's move on to some. No, no, no. First, how do we remember castigate? The way I remember it is it sort of sounds like castrate, which is a negative word. And usually I sort of lump words into like different categories and I just think castigate is just a bad word. And I remember it because it sort of sounds like castrate, which is, which if I were to cast, if I were to be castrated, I would feel very punished. So that's how I remember castigate. Another way you can remember it, this might be a little far-fetched, but you know, if you're going to castigate someone, punish them, criticize them, whatever, it's sort of like casting them in a gate. I don't know. Is that, is that casting them in a gate? Like a gate being a prison, maybe? So you're sort of punishing them, casting them in a gate? I don't know. Maybe that works for you. If not, sorry. Okay. <laughs> let's move on to, uh, let's move on to some online examples I found of the word castigate being used in a sentence. The first example goes, we may blame the students, castigate them for laziness and a lack of commitment, but perhaps it isn't always their fault. The next example goes, the judge was known to castigate juries for being too lenient and also known to be unbending to muggers who he shipped off to jail. The next example goes, it would be easy to demonize and castigate individuals, but that is not our intention. And the last example goes, the way to prevent the spread of disease is to educate, not castigate or criminalize. So that's castigate, C-A-S-T-I-G-A-T-E. Remember that it means to criticize or reprimand severely or to punish in order to correct, castigate. All right, so our three words, um, impecunious, capacious, and castigate. Let's quickly review them and see if you guys can remember their definitions. All right, what does the word impecunious mean? Good, it means having little or no money, impecunious. And then how about the word capacious? What does the word capacious mean? As in, we are in a capacious stadium right now. What does the word capacious mean? 
Good, it means spacious, capable of holding much, roomy, capacious. All right. And lastly, my favorite word, the word castigate. What does the word castigate mean? As in, we will castigate you for your poor behavior. Good, it means to criticize or reprimand severely or to punish in order to correct. All right, cool. So those were our three words, impecunious, capacious, and castigate. That's episode seven, you guys. Thanks for listening. And if you haven't already, please leave me a review on iTunes. And then stay tuned for episode eight, where again, we are going to discuss and define some amazing words. All right, thanks for listening and goodbye.